I'm like I'm falling more and more in love with Rayshon too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, that was just weird. Anyways, we'll get into that with our friends. Um, I We like lifting people up, and we like the humanity side of life, right? People being people. And um, there's n- there's something special about it, because we're all in one. I have people, people on my head right now, because I was listening to that show earlier, or that song earlier. Um, but we are all the same people doing the same things the same way. We may be different in what we do, but we're, but we're all the same. We all, you know, go to work and, you know, do the things that we have to do to survive. You go to work. <laughs> you go to work. All right. So we, we have some friends here with us and I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, this first time we get to get to hang out and chat with them. Um, we we seen them on the at typical DMB feed over the summer. Um, they had some cool stuff. They went to a couple few shows, and I'll I'll, I'll let them talk about it. And um, they and and I think they ran the account maybe in Colorado. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I had to, if I don't know, my memory strikes me. Anyways. Um, And I will let them introduce themselves because they're super great people, uh, super nice, and um, all the cool things that go about all the things that we do. So, uh, friends, uh, please, um, I'd like to take a moment and introduce you to Heinz and Jen. Heinz and Jen, say hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. (laughs) So much fun. Appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, you guys are great. Love the intro, by the way. Thank you. It reminds us a lot of ourselves. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, anyway, thank you guys so much for having us. Uh, well, you know, this next hour, forty-five minutes to an hour, uh, we we we're at your at your uh, thank you call. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so g- give us uh, give us some information. Uh, tell us your names, uh, an overall introduction, like where you're at, ages, so on. Like you guys anything drive, you yeah. To. Anything you want. How would you let our friends inter- introduce yourself to all of our friends? Okay, um, obviously ladies first. So I'm going to let Jen introduce <laughs> herself for a second. Always ladies first. Hi, my name's Jennifer. Um, I go as at Livid Princess on Twitter. Um, we live here in Denver, Colorado. Um, and uh, I'm a little bit older than Heinz, not not more than a decade, but just quite close. <laughs> um, and we kind of met we kind of met through uh, a social media app called Periscope, and I'll let him continue that. Hi, uh, my name's Heinz. I am uh, 36 years old. Uh, I have been a big, big, big advocate uh, in my mind, so to speak, on Periscope for the last six years. Uh, that's where I first met uh, most of y'all, including Dave and Rachel, uh, and we'll get into that later, including Jen, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, Periscope uh, came about in 2015. Uh, DMB, e- DMB fans, that's why I originally came on Periscope was for DMB. And we'll get into this a little bit later. Couch uh, tour. Couch tour, the couch tour. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's where I met Jen. That's where I met, that's where I met Dave uh, and uh, Rachel. And, and we'll kind of go from there. But yeah, yeah Denver, Colorado. Uh, we are just outside of Denver. Uh, I'm originally from the Midwest. Uh, so I grew up in the Midwest, Jen. 
And I, I was actually born in Florida and lived in the Midwest, went to high school and college in the Midwest and moved back to Florida. I used to be a golf professional and uh, moved out to Colorado in 2003, sight unseen, and thought it was going to be for a summer. And uh, I don't know, 16 years later, here I am. So <laughs> I couldn't ask for a better place to live than Denver. So. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful state, beautiful state. Yay. Yeah, awesome. And uh, I think I need some help on my swing. Uh, no, I don't think. I know. Please. It's much help. You've got a you've got a friend, you've got a friend that can you give you golf lessons. Yeah. So. so so friends, uh, this and I'll be honest 100%. This uh I did find I stumbled upon Heinz, I think, on the couch tour. I uh was going through and, and couch touring and, and then Heinz like reached out to me. It was like, Oh, you you guys are a great podcast. And, and one, thank you so much. Um, and it was a neat, uh, interaction that I found like, I was super grateful about. I was super grateful that I get to meet somebody new and this thing that we do, this, this thing that we share brought us together. So that was like, that was a special moment for me personally that now I get the opportunity to hang out and we get to have a conversation and we get to all those things because of this, this, this thing that transcends above all of us. So, you know, know, what say you guys? Yeah, you know, uh, just a quick, just a quick shout out to Periscope, you guys. Um, whether you like it or you don't like it, uh, DMB is live almost every single night on Periscope, and we and we can't deny that. No, uh, it we, is. You know, it, it, and 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 if that and that's what originally brought me to Periscope. I, I was a DMB fanatic, and and my buddy uh, said, "Hey, Heinz, uh, there's there's this app where you can damn near watch." DMB every single night live. Uh, now it depends on the it depends on the you know the person at the show, the viewer, uh, the taper, whatever you want to call them. But I was intrigued, and so I I came into Periscope in 2015, uh, and it, that was the the beginning of it. Uh, and I was able to watch, and I, I I don't like to say Dave Matthews Band. It's the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was I like able to say to watch the Dave Thank Matthews you, Jen. Band. The Dave Matthews it's, Band. It's the Dave Matthews Band. I was able to watch my favorite band uh, four nights a week. I mean, you, I mean, considering maybe a Monday, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday show, four nights a week, and that's what brought me to Periscope. Yeah, and, and, and that's where we met as well. Well, I mean, no, that's, that's where we what, met as well. That's what's neat about it as well. Uh, just talking about Periscope, you can go into, you know, you can go into those chats and there's no drama. There's no, yeah, we're going to argue. We're going to talk about we're We're always going to predict what the next song is going to be. We're always going to try to hear those first drums of, of Dave's guitar or, 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 uh, or Tim's guitar and be like, what is he going to play? But I mean, it feels like you're with a family and you, and it feels like, uh, you it was just it was just really awesome to be in that kind of atmosphere and people that knew a lot and then just newbies coming in and just like the like the band uh, that's what's great about that live stream of periscope with Dave Matthews band couch tour I, I thought it was amazing yeah and not to get not to get sidetracked here because periscope is great obviously you guys have been on periscope we've been on periscope we watched Dave Matthews band uh, the tour almost an entirety on periscope yeah we, very much at so. least 
you know, here we are four years later in 2019. We can almost watch the whole DMB, the Dave Matthews Band tour live on Periscope at at, at our fingertips. Right. And, and, that's and, from, and from the rail. No yeah. yeah, from yeah. the rail every time. <laughs> from the rail. And from the rail. And that's and that's why I originally went to Periscope. And that's and we're gonna touch and that's why I'm just touching back. That's how I met Jen. Yeah. Uh we were just two lost souls <laughs> in, in a Dave Matthews chat room, uh listening to Dave Matthews <laughs> band, and that's where we first met. So that to that that kind of brings it into a into like a full circle there. Yeah. Right. Awesome. And that's and quite frankly, that's where I ran across you guys. And um and that's where I kind of, I don't want to say fall in, fell in love, but I like, it was a little bit unique because we're, we are doing our thing here. Like our thing is talking, we come down to our basement and talk into microphones. And I don't mean to minimize that, you know, cause it's, it's a little bit more than that, but, um, it's our special moment that we get to share. And this is you got like this is your thing like you guys did the after hours dmb show and i loved what i didn't get to hang out for the whole thing because uh like i got the stupid responsible adult thing Ooh, i got sorry. <laughs> but, i like to go home and sleep in my bed yeah but i would sit and and hang out after the shows and and watch 15 20 minutes and you always had great insight heinz and i always appreciated that and you and we'll get into that a little bit but there's some stuff that you know i i learned you know talking or not necessarily talking but listening to you and hanging out with you for the 15 20 minutes at a time it was like a, it was it was great i was grateful for those moments that we got to share yeah just touching on that um you know when, when i when i first found periscope and i don't want to take i don't want to make this a periscope thing yeah but let's agreed. not deny that Periscope has been a big part of the past, you know, six, seven years of DMB, uh, especially for us at home who can't get away or have children or, or just can't afford it anymore. Cause it's expensive. It and is we expensive. get this, I get that. And when I, and when I was sitting there watching this, uh, immersed in front of my, my eyes, I was like, this is great. Like what's going on here? Is something that I want to be a part of, and it's something that I want to meet friends through, whatever it may be. But I knew that it was for real because there was real tapers, the, the real scopers that were consciously making an effort each and every individual show of each tour to, to periscope. And I think that that's really what drew me to it at first. And, and that's obviously what goes back to us and how we've met. We kind of, we kind of keep circling this fact. But I mean, honestly, it was something different. It was, it was, it was me getting my my fix in every single, uh, you know, weekend, weekend night, whatever. Any time that I couldn't be at a show or she couldn't be at a show, we were getting our our day fix in, and it was it was it wasn't just a normal day fix. It was a real day fix. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't just YouTube live going here and there it was literally every single night we could get our day fixed in and that's it, it, it really yeah. changed our it really changed things for us that's how we met uh but let's move on from that i, yeah, I think yeah. that everybody gets that honestly yeah. I, maybe some people don't but i think i think i think most importantly like they do get periscope and day matthews yeah 
And, and I guess the, the bigger part here that I wanted to make sure that we, that I said personally, is that we are all different and we are all doing our own things and you guys were doing your own thing. And I thought that was special. I like, I thought that was cool. No matter if you liked it or didn't like it or understood or didn't understand, but it was your thing and you were doing it. And it was, it was neat. It was neat to watch that. It's a level of art that we, I don't know that it's lost or not lost or whatever, but it's uh, artists being artists. And you were, you were like, this was your canvas and you were painting. And I thought that was beautiful. You know, so and and, and yeah, I, I agree. Let's let's go on. Uh, your love for the Dave Dave Matthews band, where and Jen, I will start with you because because <laughs> we know. Okay. Um, how how did your your how did you discover the band? And really, what does the Dave Matthews band mean to you on a personal level? You know. And same questions gotcha. to Heinz, but you know, we'll let Jen go first. That, yeah. You know, what's interesting is that um, I'm a little bit older than him, um, but uh, and I graduated high school in 1993, which is right when Dave Matthews Band came out, basically. Yeah. I mean, 1993. And I honestly think I, I feel like I remember being at like the Ozark Empire Fair, which would have been in Springfield, Missouri, which is where I grew up and where I graduated high, graduated high school. I honestly think they were there. I can't, I haven't been able to Google search or anything like that. I mean, I've tried, I can't find that, but I feel like they were there. I feel like I remember seeing Dave Matthews band, like, and I remember my mom being there as like 17 years old. And she's like, they're too loud. Let's go home kind of thing. And I remember that I, it's kind of burned in my brain. Then I grad, I went to college and, there was a two or three of my, uh, the girl, I played on the golf team uh, at Missouri State, and there were girls that loved Dave Matthews' band, and they were going to their shows, and I always would hear about them, and I would listen. I was, I mean, this is very, very beginning. Um, and through my career, I moved back down to Florida, and in the 2000s, um, I got really, really into them. When It was like, bartender big eye fish those mm -hmm. those albums you know those first three or four albums and uh i loved them and then i moved to colorado and i moved to colorado and i in 2003 and i said i was dave matthews band and i got shunned i got shunned i moved to <laughs> actually i moved to vale colorado in 2003 and because they were like dave matthews band there's way better jam bands than that, and then I got introduced <laughs> to widespread panic, uh, uh, string cheese, government meal, leftover yeah. salmon, um, you name it. In All my opinion, bands. now if I look at it, they're we're not, not there yet. yet. We're, we're not there yet. We're, not th we're gonna talk about that. Please ask me. But that's but that time in Florida when I was there, when I was in Florida, I was listening to a lot of Dave Matthews band during that bartender uh, Big Eyed Fish album. I got immersed in it Busted and I stuff. loved them. It yeah. was busted yeah. stuff. It was busted And stuff. so that's yeah. kind of, and then kind of Colorado is a little bit different because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of different musical tastes here. Yeah. So, and they, so, uh, my, my, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I, I like, I was just going to say like, uh, there is a weird negative 
stigma out with the Dave Matthews being out in the world. Like, I don't understand it because he, it's a, yeah. And it, it, like, there's people that get it or, and there's a, a, a lot of people that don't get it. And I don't understand. I mean, I get it. But I don't understand why you in in right. like the hatred that goes along with it too the the venom that people spew like oh you're a fan of the Dave Matthews band that's like oh what why and I don't like it doesn't make sense to me like oh wait a minute you like all those other things and I don't give a shit if you like those things so, uh, I, this is my thing that I like right we it, have. <laughs> free will and you can either be right and like the Dave Matthews band or not. You have that choice. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, it, you know what? That actually leads me into how I found Dave Matthews band, believe it okay. or not. Uh, because when you guys were going to shows uh, in 92 through 96, I was only like 12, 13 years old. You know, I, I was, I, I was still learning my ABCs, this and that, you know, so things. Are, so, uh, but as I grew older, you know, I grew up in a classic rock uh, background type of family. Uh, my parents uh, always listened to Led Zeppelin, uh, the Eagles, Pink Floyd, Bad Company, certain, uh, you know, and so that's what I grew up in. And so for me, Dave Matthews band was never on the map ever. Ever. I had no clue who Dave Matthews Band was, never heard of Dave Matthews Band. And, and, and quite honestly, the things that I heard about Dave Matthews Band led me to believe that this was not a band that I would ever enjoy or, 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 or quite frankly, get. Uh, and so we fast forward uh, to 2010, which is my first debut with Dave Matthews Band, believe it or not, which is a lot, it's, you know, you guys, most of you guys are 96, 98, 2002, whatever you may be. Yeah. Here I am uh, coming in on the scene in 2010. Uh, my friends, and this is how I got into Dave Matthews Band. It's a great story, actually. Uh, my friends had went the year before, and they said, you like Zeppelin, right, Heinz? Absolutely. You like Aerosmith, right, Heinz? I said, absolutely. They said, you want to go to Noblesville. And you want to camp with us, mm -hmm. and you're going to see something you've never seen. And now keep in mind, I had seen live Aerosmith before, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Cum or Seven Mary Three, Soundgarden. It was more, you know, I was I was a little bit younger, you know, so I hadn't quite been just exposed to Dave Matthews Band. Uh, so in 2010, which for most of you listeners are thinking, geez, he's just a baby. And, and I am just a baby, honestly. I, I, I am just a baby Rachel. when it comes to this band. But in 2010, uh, some really good friends of mine, still best friends of mine, uh, said, hey, if you don't like the show, at least come for the camaraderie of the campground, just yes. the overall, just have fun with this, you know? And I said, okay, I'm in. Uh, I'll never forget in 2010... Uh, I pulled up into uh, into Fishers, Noblesville, whatever you want to call it, and uh, you know we were camping out, and there was this ominous cloud that hung over the over the venue at this time, and I was thinking, is this show going to go off or is it not going to go off? And, and and so we we make our way through the walk, and I'm sure if you guys have ever camped at Noblesville, you you understand the walk, you know yeah. the the path to get yeah. up there. And uh, we got inside the venue, and this EF 
three or four tornado uh, okay. decided to come across and they wanted to evacuate the stadium, blah, blah, blah. It was my very first show ever. And I was like, we oh, this there. is the We were there. Happen. We were there. You know, I remember that <laughs> You guys were there? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo. And so, you know, me not being a big fan of the band at the time and be me and me being more of a an adult was wanting to go back to the campground and making sure we had, you know, everything hatcheted down. You know, the camp, you know, our, our tents were hatched down, whatever may be. So I left the stadium, believe it or not. And, you know, it, it, this this wicked EF3 straight line <laughs> win. I don't know if you're from the Midwest kicked up. And next thing I know, we are just in the middle of ground zero, honestly. And, you know, tents are flying, people are crying, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I make it back to the stadium and he opens up with JTR. Oh, my goodness. Not wow. knowing what JTR was at the time, but he opens up with JTR. At, but honestly, what kept, what caught my eye that night was You Might Die Trying, uh, So Damn Lucky, and maybe like 41 and around. The, but I just remember like right then I was like, these guys are something that I want to be a part of. Like they didn't give up, you know, regardless of the adversities, like they were still here to stay. Uh, in my next night, I seen big eyed fish, uh, sweet up and down, blah, blah, blah. The rest is history, man. The rest is history. Uh, that's all there is to it. Yeah. The, I think the, the, the biggest part of that show, that's the show, the guy peed in the seat. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that the, was that show. You're that, right. That was that show. That guy. There was a guy that snuck into. We had pavilion seats because I don't know. We Rain. we decided a long time ago that we're we Old. pay for a little two feet of space. We we've been in the lawn uh, enough to know that maybe we don't know that we need to be there. <laughs> That's not our space, any and and uh, which is fine. We love going out to the lawn. Oh yeah, I love hang hanging out, out in the lawn. In the lawn. It but starts we, raining. I go to my. We like to be in our seat. little pavilion seat, and yeah. um, somebody had snuck into the pavilion. It, um, which I get. Which I get, and uh, the uh, there was the beers were flowing, and the in the um you know, all of those things that were happening and it was pouring down rain and the guy didn't want to go pee. And I, I had to go pee. So I left to go pee and I came back and dude peed like right where I was standing. And, uh, I was disappointed. Yeah. I was disappointed. I went and told security. I felt bad cause you know, I, well, in how you explained it at the time. And I think that you have a couple times later, I know that we've talked about this before. Yeah. I think we have, um, was like, the guy had his dick out and I was standing right there. Like, you know, <laughs> a little bit of chivalry. Like, it's, it's, yeah, that, dude, that's my wife. Like, you got to go. <laughs> isn't that crazy? And we we all we all experienced that kind of stuff in going to concerts. What's funny is when we went to Auction, we went to Phoenix, Arizona, the last DMB concert before they went to Cabo. And... We were we had we had great seats and we're not great seats. We were just in front of the lawn and we were we were great passing out bracelets that we made, blah blah blah. There's a couple that walked up right before the concert start, literally with the two month old baby. Oh. Two month old, like little, little, little tiny. Yeah. Sits right next to Heinz, 
And Heinz gets up, dances. We both get up and dance and, yeah. and shit like that. Oh, like, bad. you get up and dance, and we're like, what is happening here? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to feel bad. And I'm like, Heinz, don't feel bad. You're here. You paid your ticket. Like, you do you. Like, yeah. you're going to yeah. But here's, here, you can, you can kind of see the dichotomy because here's the guy that knew he wanted to come to Dave Matthews mm-hmm. concert, but then there's a two-month-old baby. Like, isn't that funny? Like when you're in the lawn, that's what you experience. Like, like that kind of stuff. Like he's like, we had glow sticks. We were throwing stuff everywhere, blah, blah, blah. But then he felt like he needed to restrict himself. And it's like, that's, that's what you get when you get, when you're in the lawn, that's what you get when you're in the lawn. And we love the lawn in in our, my opinion, we love the lawn. I've never been in pit. He's been in pit, but I thought it was interesting to hear you guys say that because, like, there's just there's those little ty- those little it's just something. that come yeah. up and like, okay. There's always something that kind of just deflects a little bit from the the situation in mm-hmm. every yeah. Dave show. You know, there's always that one person or that one situation or that one, you know, that that one guard or or that one serve or that one bartender whatever it may be there's always that like little bitty thing that like that sticks in your head you know yeah, like please. oh is this going to but but yeah. the bomb gave the bomb gave the baby Benadryl right before the show started so we never heard a peep out of the baby no offense to kids or anything like that yeah, but no, it's like that's fine. wow you're going to yeah. bring you're going to bring a 2 month old baby and then you think about okay when did they buy the tickets and then they bring, they're bringing, and then you know the wife was like, "I'm going, and we're bringing the kids." <laughs> okay, okay, real quick, let's let's talk about this. And I know this is kind of soft topic. Would you bring a two month old baby to Dave Matthews Band? Yes or no? No, no. no. I mean, There's I not. we struggle. We would struggle bringing our kids, and they're eight and ten. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. and it's mostly. It, 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 like selfish reasons that I don't want them to get bored and want to leave because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I agree exactly. with you. I agree with you, Rachel, one hundred percent. And I've seen a few incidences. You know, when the when the show starts and you know the lights dim and then every you know you got you have you know one two two truly minis running through there and you yeah. know people fall down like. They don't know you have a two-month-old baby in your hand. You know? yeah. just... People are winging glow sticks, stuff like that. Like, I would not want to have my two-month-old there. So we just started, like, running scenarios. Like, why did they bring the two-month-old It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it doesn't right. matter at all. We're it's all, them. It's them all doing all their thing. Yeah. 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 Hey, to each your own, let's move on real quick. <laughs> One last thing about that Noblesville show that yeah. you guys, you said you were a part of. Yeah. What time in your mind, do you think that that show resumes? Was it almost 11 o'clock when they took no. the stage again? I because I feel it like was it after like 10. Yeah. I feel like it was after 10. It was like it 10, was 15, I swear. I, like, and I feel like they went okay. to maybe to midnight. To 1, 1.15? Like, it was after midnight. I know it was after midnight because yeah. I kept looking at my watch. But <laughs> yeah, I can't like... I don't know that I remember that much about, I just remember the, and it's weird how I remember shows now. And I know this is definitely off topic because, um, I remember shows by incidents that happened during the show. It's not necessarily the band, what the band played or didn't play or whatever. It's the, the show that I went to, Oh, like forever in my mind, that's the guy peeing in my seat show. 
like forever in my mind. Like that's what happened. I don't know that I remember anything that was even played during that show. And yeah, I do. Now that you say JTR was, they opened, I definitely remember JTR opening very specifically, but I, I don't know that I could tell you another song in there. Like I, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't ring true in my brain, you know, and then, and quite frankly, they all blend together. There's something about it that it's all, um, so yeah, multiple shows at the same venue. Yes. Some of them become, it's hard to decipher which specific show that was. So, and you're right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's kind of move on. Um, and, and, and so, and, and I love Heinz's opinion. Heinz has so many opinions and most of them are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly if not all, um, uh, in, and I think we probably disagree on this, so I'm going to bring it up. Um, what, what, why is G- DMB unique in the jam band style world? In the, in the world of jam bands, how is DMB unique over all of them? Yeah, it, in my perspective, again, uh, in an era when I grew up, when Dave was 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 just coming uh, in the forefront, uh, you know, you had there was a big grunge scene at the time. You know, yes, Alice in Chains, uh, Nirvana, Silverchair, yes. uh, stuff like that. And here there was this band trying to separate themselves uh, from everybody else. hundred percent unique, and, and that's what made at, me go to the band. Me personally, okay. and at the time, and at the time. In my opinion, now that I look back upon it, because I wasn't there when it happened, and I, and I and I let me let me make this clear: I wasn't a part of it when it went down, and that is my solely fault. I was only like fourteen years old, fifteen. You know what I mean? Like oh, I just I'm not wasn't blaming there. You. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I was a baby, but now looking back upon it, it was a movement. It, it was a movement in itself. And and I guess what I'm what I'm saying is is that this movement was different than anybody else was doing at the time. You know yes. that it was it was this more free love, free peace, love and love and peace. More out of the grunge era, more, out yes. of the boy band, out correct. Of the, yes. Which which brings us back uh, to to the Grateful Dead and brings us back to these free and love uh, bands in the '70s. And so you here you have this band. Uh, in the 90s that was doing something that hadn't been seen since the 70s in an era that was completely grunge it was it was red hot chili peppers what you you what you may have it they're not a jam band no they may have thought they have been they <laughs> yeah, may have, I agree they may, have, they may have thought they were in the jam band era in the 90s okay but Go ahead, go ahead. Let me talk for just a second. Because, I mean, I'm a little bit older. I'm about eight yeah. years older than time. And so when I think of jam band, I think of bands that, uh, that that when I when I was shunned for Dave Matthews Band, I'm thinking of jam bands. I'm thinking of Whitesburg Panic. I'm yes. thinking of uh, Fish. I'm thinking of uh, Leftover Salmon, Government Mule. Uh, 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 I don't think Government Mule is a jam string, band. String Cheese. Yeah. And so when I moved, and that was 2003, 2003, 2006, um, those were the bands when 
I got shown when I when I was like, what about Dave Management? They're like, are you a Dave Management? Really? So I think that so back in that that day, they may have been. Now, when I look at Dave, who are Dave's who's who are Dave's competition as a jam band, A, or who are Dave's competition, Dave Dave Matthews band's competition as a rock band? Dude, they they rock out. In my opinion, if you're gonna pair yeah. and I don't wanna compare them to fish, I don't wanna compare them to anybody else. They're nothing but like them. They're not. They're we, not. Who, who do you feel like Dave Matthews band? If we're going to be competing against anybody, who are they competing against? And let me chime Imagine in. Imagine Dragons. Let, let me chime in real quick on this. I think in a time era that they came about, within the grunge era, there was just mm-hmm. nowhere to classify them. And then they, no, and they, then they went yeah. right into the boy bands in the nineteen and like the late nineteen nineties, early two thousands. It was all uh, 98 degrees uh, uh, in sync. It was it went all into boy bands, which was that popular music. It was pop for sure. But who are they? Who are the rock bands? Like if I was looking at, I look at Dave now as a rock band. I look at him as like they nobody. They're not jamming. They they're jam. Rock, they're, not they're not jamming. Jam band. They're not jamming. They're okay. rocking. Like they rock. Yeah. Like in my opinion, they rock. I mean, you can't. There's, there's nothing that's gonna tell me that Tim doesn't rock. There's nothing that's gonna tell me that Carter is not the best drummer on the freaking planet. Oh, uh, Agree. is not the best bass player on the freaking planet. Agreed. Not only that, but they've got like five or six different instruments going. Like, to yeah. me, that's not a jam band. That's a rock band. Yeah. And let me, let me, let me just kind of sum up. Again, this era that they they arose in, which was the '90s, where there was just nothing like Dave Ma- Dave Matthews Band, and there still is really nothing like Dave Matthews Band. Let's make that clear. I yeah. mean, there still is nothing like yeah. the Dave Matthews Band. But in an era where there was grunge, pop, boy bands, where do you classify this band? And at the time, they just, Cutting. and I think Dave's even spoke upon it. Uh, upon himself saying that we're not really a jam band, man. Like we, we rock out, we jam out. That doesn't make us a jam band. And, and, and now where they are now today, where they were in the nineties, they are not a jam band. I, I, I'm sorry that if you think they are, please do not classify them as the, as the grateful dead or fish or widespread panic. Dude, they are a rock and roll band. They are professionals at the finest level. Yeah. They absolutely know how to at the finest, at the utmost quality. This is not a jam band. These are professional rock and roll artists. Period. Yeah. Well, and I, what's impressive to me? Go, go ahead. On. No, no, Jen, go ahead. <laughs> no, what's impressive to me is that you can see. Dave is getting older. He's 52 years old. He's working on his fitness. You see Dave two years ago where he made him eat a little too much or he's a little bit on the pudgy side. You can see now and especially oh, yeah, after. Real. And we're going to wait. I mean, I don't even know if we have time to talk about the, you know, him uh, revamping the band after Boyd or whatever. But you can see him. He is 
He's 52 years old. These guys are these guys are in the best shape think, of their life. Best shape of their lives. Yeah. And they want to keep this band going. And in my my opinion, they're not jam bands. They're not just doing they're not just doing music for for the fun of it anymore. Yeah. And they're they're doing it because they love it. They know they know that other people love it. They know that we love it. They know that they're good at it. Yeah. And in my opinion, they're not a jam band for that. Yeah, go ahead, okay. Dave. Yeah, no. So um, my perspective is a little bit unique because I came from a place of I played an instrument in high school. I played the slide trombone and I was in the jazz band and here was somebody when I graduated in 1997, when I graduated high school, um, here was a band doing something different that had saxophones and they had violins and they had these guys that like shows were never the same and their, the solos were never the same. And, um, and from my perspective, that was jamming out like that was jazz that was jazz music at its finest the improvisation that was coming out of that so when i say jam band it's a little bit bigger than the jam style bands that maybe you that you guys mentioned the widespread pranks and and all of that that it's more of a all-inclusive jazz rock infusion style band where guys were more these guys and, and quite frankly to be honest these the thing that separates the Dave Matthews band apart from other bands is the fact that they were musicians first they were they played instruments first and then they got together and formed a band you know, like they were the best they could possibly be. Well, and then they put them, them all together teachers first. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put them all together. So, um, and, and yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yes. They, they are rock and roll at the finest. They are in, they are the most polished band out there. They're, they you cannot go to a Dave Matthews band show and walk away and go, wow, that, that, sh- that fucking band is, is absolutely amazing at the top of their game right now you know you can't you can't walk away from that and and there's and there is a level of rock um polished band like you guys are talking about i feel what you guys are saying too but and me personally my personal opinion is coming i came at it at a different perspective that jazz style perspective where these guys were doing something improvisational that nobody's done even even still to this day you don't have guys playing trumpet the way Rashawn plays trumpet and and it's not normal it's not what you hear when you turn on whatever rock station you go to turn on you don't hear that so you can't say that they're a rock band in that classification it's not classic rock it, David. yeah but it is but, no, yeah, but wait 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 <laughs> but what are they but but what are they classified as dave rachel both of you guys but what are they classified at this point as the dave matthews band they're them <laughs> they're the dave matthews band and they can't exactly. be anything exactly. else exactly 
exactly. And I think that's that's the whole thing. I think they started out being ambiguous in the beginning. Like they were they came out of the grunge era, they went into the boy band era. They weren't necessarily a, a jam band to begin with. And just because they like to jam in in the middle of stuff or they like to improvise in the middle of, of their of their song, to me, I don't want to discredit them. And I don't think being a jam band is discredit discrediting them. But in my opinion, they've got one of the best drummers on the planet. They, they have do. one of the best uh Juilliard trained bass players on the planet. Yeah. They've made they've they they it's taken twenty six years for them to get this good, in my opinion. Now they've got Buddy who is amazing and oh we all God. know that. Yeah. Rashawn on the Rashawn on the trumpets. I I mean it's you can't even classify them, but to classify them I don't to de to classify them as a jam band is not declassify them. It's degrading. But it's, it's degrading. I, and not not I, I I get it, but but if we were gonna talk about it and, and we're we can agree to disagree and we're not we're just talking. Yeah, but no, I agree. um who are the bands that they're up against right they're now? Not. They are, they're not up the against anybody. Tour, tour play five nights a week, you know, and play uh and play a, a however many songs, 200 and however many songs they have out yeah. of a repertoire. They only play about 108 oh, this year. Yeah. And the thing is, we, you, mm. we all can talk and appreciate everything, but the fact is, to me, and especially with Tim, and it's hard to be canned out as an electric guitarist, but... I mean, Timmy is one of the, I mean, he's amazing. And then he's got one of the best bands backing him up, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. The Dave Matthews the band. Da the Dave yeah. Matthews band. I mean, this is why we love him. This is why we're, we're, why we're here talking to you guys today. And this, yeah. yeah. This is why we love the, we love that kind of debate, you know. Yeah. If we, if we were con to compare mm -hmm. him to Fish. No, we're not going to go there. We're, we're not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. I, no, I, <laughs> I want to say one Heinz said something to me one time and he didn't say it to, to I was me. Gonna say, was it to you? Or yeah. Was it he to said it ether? out into the world and I just happened to be listening and it really struck a chord with me personally because he was right. You were right. Heinz, you were right. 100%. You were right. Um, he, <laughs> and, and it really brought the light um, set list bashers and haters and whatever um, only because he what Heinz said and I'm going to paraphrase because I can't put it into the words Heinz does um, but he, he, he said that um, the Dave Matthews band couldn't have a perfect set list in the 90s because they only had half their song catalog that they have right now. And it's 100% true, even though, like, At I the agree. Time, it felt like yeah. it was the perfect set list. And it, it's because everybody knows before these crowded streets were, was, is, always will be the best album, right? Wow. And. <laughs> 
<laughs> and 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 I chuckle because that's my personal opinion. You're like in it. you're telling me to pick my favorite flavor of ice cream when I just love ice cream so yeah. much. So all of the ice cream. Uh, it, so Heinz, with that being said, what's exactly. what's your thoughts on setlist bashers and haters right now? Because there is a movement of people that like, oh, they need to just play '90s music. They just need to play bef- uh, anything from before these crowded streets and older, and that's the only thing that's good. And I just don't believe that is right. Me personally, in my heart, art, I believe that this is the best version of the band right now, and they are playing the best set list uh, like I've seen. You know, so uh, what say you, Heinz? Yeah, I want, I'm going to go in a little bit deeper. This is like a two-part question for me. and I, I think for most of us Dave Matthews fans, this is what resonates uh, day in and day out, uh, where, we, where we go to venues and, and how we perceive the Dave Matthews band is based upon uh, the set list at some point or, or based upon songs we haven't heard or songs being liberated, what, what, what may have you. Yeah. Um, what I what I what I'll say is this, man. If you told me that I could never hear "Come Tomorrow," and I'm not, I, I wasn't a huge "Come Tomorrow" fan. I'm, I'm going to get a little bit weird on you for a second, but like at first, I didn't really love "Come Tomorrow" the song, obviously. But as I've as as I've heard it multiple times live now, and I look back at set lists that I thought that were perfect. And I know how well this band plays Come Tomorrow. And it is a professional song, you guys. I, I can't reiterate enough. Like, this is a professional song. These guys have put time and effort into this song. Have they played it a lot during this tour in, in the year before? Absolutely. But every time I hear this song, I, I think about the set list. And I think, what if this song wasn't in the set list? And I... And, this is a professional song, you guys. This is a big boy song. They yeah. play it often and they play it well. And I often think of like, you know, 10 years ago, what if this song was not in the set list? Does that make the, and, and I like, just what if I didn't hear this song and I'm just so fortunate enough to hear these songs now. And, and like, I, I, the set list, you can throw the set list out the fucking door, man. I, uh, pardon my language, but dude, these guys, what, what's your, what's your guys' feeling on Come Tomorrow? How many times have you heard Come Tomorrow live? I think we've heard it a couple times now. I don't know that I'm, um, I don't know that I hate the song. Like, there's a, a level of hatred, and I don't want to yes. say hatred. Is like, it, demon, is it demon, just demon, the demon. fact that you've heard it so many times since the last two years? Or is it the fact that you've actually analyzed the song and thought, this is a big boy song. These are what professionals do. This is a professional Dave Matthews song, front to end. I mean, no, it's definitely Dave Matthews band at their finest level. I agree. And or what they want to be as a band. This song is probably everything that they want to be as a band. And and like I can agree with that. Like I I'm I, like I I don't hate the song by no means. Um I think the part of the song that 
that I don't want to say sucks because that's not the thing. It's the fact that they like they try to the 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 band management, and I always like to separate the band management away from the band. Is the band management wants to get it out into the radio play and and make it a uh, pop song, and that's the part that turns people off on music. On especially this band because it's not a pop band. It's not. No. There's nothing pop about this band. And when they try to turn something into pop by adding Brandy Carlisle or to, and making it a single, like they're they're taking something away from it, taking something away from us. That's not like this is ours. Like this is our thing. Like the, and not ours. We don't. We have zero ownership in this this music. Um, anybody who thinks that they own um, this, the music or the the going to shows or anything like that, you're wrong. You're mistaken. This is their, this, it's all the Dave Matthews band. We have zero ownership in any of that. So then um, that's the part that I feel, me personally, I don't mind the song. I think it's a fine song. I I, I, I agree with you, Heinz. It's probably the a, a professional song, as you're saying, but there's the pop level that turns people off on the song. Do you think that Dave still has overall control of what he plays? Meaning that this yes. is 100%. a song that he likes. Yes. 100%. 100%. I agree with you, Rachel. No, 100%. I think, it, I think it would be, I think it's funny. We were talking today at lunch. I think it's interesting to think what would Dave like, I don't know how off, like, I don't know how far in advance he thinks of his set list, but what is, and we were also talking about, this is a kind of side note, there's also a special song that goes along with a lot of the Midwest concert venues, um, and we got one in uh, Colorado, we got, second night we got Spoon, I don't think he played Spoon the rest of the, the rest of the tour, um, yeah. there's, there's special songs that they get, I just often wonder, and I would love, if I ever got to sit down with Dave, mm -hmm. this is the first thing I would ask him. Uh, how do you determine your set yeah, list? Yeah. I would love to know how he determines his set list. Yeah, you're I think not that's the only one that wants to answer. Yeah, yeah, I, know. I know that. I get that. I get it. No, I get that. But at this point, I really do feel like they're playing the songs that they feel like they're playing at the utmost quality mm -hmm. and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, they may, and, and they're going to continue to throw a curveballs at us at each venues or what. I mean, that's just what the Dave Matthews band does. I mean, Noblesville yeah. got, if I had it all, we got right yeah. place at the wrong time. We also got, um, yeah. what was the closer for this first night at Alpine? Yeah. I had never, and this is, I, I know we just jump around here a bit. Just bear and with that's us okay. guys. Okay. Yeah. We, Friends, We've had a please. few drinks, and I think I think that most of our minds, I think that most of our minds, and most of us, most of your guys' listeners, can kind of relate to this. But what makes Dave play Smooth Rider in Colorado? Right. I have never right. heard. Wait, I have never heard Smooth Rider in forty-five shows, and here I go to Colorado and I get Smooth Rider. Or what makes Dave play Funny How Time Slips Away at Alpine? I mean, really, right. what goes through the process and what made blows it play my mind. Spoon, the second night of, yeah. of, of Colorado. And then we got 
And when we went to auction, and I'm not saying that auction was not a great, and Phoenix was not a great show, but I had, I am spoiled. There's because expectations. My, my very first two Dave shows were at Alpine. My second two Dave shows were at Fiddler's. And then my last two, the last show was at Arizona. And for me, I'm spoiled because I got 64 different songs out of five different shows, which is this was pretty decent. Pretty decent. And I got a pretty mm -hmm. good selection. Yeah. But you know, I look back and I'm thinking, wow, like yeah. what made him play that, that different song. song list? Yeah. Like that set list. What? Why? Yeah. What do you think? It's, it's uh, like, I don't know because it is, yeah. there is, um, there is a level of serendipitous moments that everybody have has when they go to shows, you go to the show and you'll be like, Oh, I want, like, I remember one time at Deer Creek, I was sitting there and I just had to hear the stone in, yeah. like, that was the, like, I know that like, and then sure enough, it opened the show and I like, it was just a weird, and I want to say it was like, I don't, fuck, I don't know. I can't remember. They all blend together, but I want to say it was like 12 or 13 or something um, that they opened the show with the stone. And I would just remember bawling my eyes out going, how did he know? How did he know? He that always I, knows. He knows. No. I'm sorry to cut you off. But Dave always knows, man. If there's, knows. if there's one thing that I've learned throughout the years, Dave always knows, he man. Does. He knows he when you're at your, at, your, at your finest point. He knows when you're at your darkest point. And he always knows. And that's something I've never experienced at any other concert or any other show ever. He just knows, man. And I don't get it. I, I don't that, get it. Yeah. And that's one thing we were talking about at lunch today. I mean... We talked about the spectrum of listening to Dave Matthews' band from the 1990s to now. And we talk about the likes of our songs and the dislikes of our songs. But to be honest, like, I I mean, three, two or three years ago, Gray Street was one of my favorite songs. It's not, it's not one of my favorite songs now, but it meant a lot to me two or three years ago. Um, it, it's just one of those things, like, that's the appreciation, the appreciation of Dave Matthews band. Dave knows, Dave knows you can listen to some songs yeah. and it just hits you right to the core. Yeah. And some songs that hit you right to the core two or three years ago may not hit you the same now, yeah. but you still appreciate them. And then now there's certain songs that will still, I mean, that is what we love about Dave Matthews band. Yeah. I, in my opinion, in my opinion, that's yeah. what, songwriting and all of his albums in my opinion hey hey dave and rachel i'm going to throw this out to you guys as, as we're starting to wind up i know we're i know we could talk for hours you said campfire <laughs> talk okay. boy this is campfire talk boy yeah you, you, I know, you understand that but i want to throw this out to you this is something that that me and jen have talked about multiple times what if dave matthews in february when they release the the tour dates what if they said that these are the songs we're going to play at each venue, meaning that they released their tour dates with a set, set list. list? Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That is... Does that change? Does that, does that mean you don't go to a Wiz... Does that mean that you don't go to a Wednesday night close show just knowing that he, 
or, or does it, does it, I mean, what would that do? Like, like, like weird, think about right? it. Like, think oh, about it. Would, yeah, like, that would be a very unique um, thing for them to do. And yeah, I agree. That would turn people off. There would definitely be some crazy people out there that would just go and analyze every single thing um, a way far ahead of time. That would be it would pollute the the it would be a very polluted version of what we have right now. Like you couldn't do that like that. Like I, I quite frankly, I'm glad they don't do that because that's uh, yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. But 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 but. But we've got to this point that we're we're seeking songs. We 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 travel, we we travel hundreds of miles, thousands of dollars to hear this one song not now. No. Not, not necessarily, not necessarily everybody, but it. You know, after I've been to forty five shows, I'm still seeking certain songs. Like, what if they release the set list prior to this? Does that change the way you spend your summer? It, and, it you know, does it kind of actually. Huh? It, it really does. For David. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It a hundred percent. Because I don't go to six shows. I go to the two shows that I know these are the songs I want to hear, and that's all right. I go to. You know, a hundred percent it does. You know, you know, I've been to forty five so shows. Funny. I'm, I, I'm still. What? I, it doesn't for me. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't and here, like, I would still go to the Wednesday show where I've already heard all of these songs because here's the thing. I still listen to all of those same albums on repeat all the time. I still want to hear it all yeah. now Bingo. anyway. So seeing it live just means now I get to listen to it live, which makes it even better and I want to listen to as soon as you okay. leave the show, you want to hear, you want to look up the set list and listen to all of those songs on the albums that you just got done listening to live. Okay. Exactly. Right. I see you know, that. And I agree with Rachel. And I mean, I've been, my first shows were at Alpine and then at, at, at uh, Fiddlers. And then my fifth show is at Octin in Phoenix. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I'm with him. He's a setless geek. So I, he's, and, but also one of his best friends told me, pulled me aside and he's like, Jennifer, do not get wrapped up in Heinz's, uh, convoluted setless crap. He's like, just go and enjoy Dave. I enjoy Dave, but you have to realize I went to Alpine. I went to, I went to, uh, and I, I got, I got really good set lists yeah. when we went. And then I'm also a detail freak, so I think, I, I totally get what Rachel is saying though. Yeah, like, I, think, I would so go see Dave no matter what. I think what Rachel talked her her point is yeah. is beautiful. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like we 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 strive for songs, we 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 reach for songs. We hope that they play people, people, or, or if I had it all, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Mother, but father. at the mm. end of the day, does it really matter it's when you're front and center? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter what it they're playing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It you're shouldn't. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, it just doesn't matter. Dude. They're just so good, and they're so crisp, and they're so professional, and, and I don't care what anybody else says. I, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a point. Uh, we were coming out of Alpine uh, this year, and uh, we just had a great show at Alpine. A few songs that I had never heard. Uh, you know, obviously Jen had 
a lot of songs she had never heard. But we got to the car, and the Alpine parking lot is insane if you've ever been there before. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we were sitting there, and we turned on the radio, and I, I and Led Zeppelin was playing "Trampled Underfoot," and I I couldn't quite decipher whether this was like was a Dave, Dave a Dave after show party or whether this was Led Zeppelin. And I just remember looking at the guys in the back seat, and I was like. This is why we are here. I mean, like, I could not decipher at that point whether this was Dave Matthews singing. Like, you know, ha- you know how uh, most areas, like, well, uh, the radio stations will play, you know, Dave Matthews after after venues or whatever, maybe. But no, this was Led Zeppelin live, and I was like, they sound very similar. Yeah. And that's when I knew I was in the right place at the, at the right, right time. time. That's <laughs> at it. The right I knew it. <laughs> at the right time okay real quick yeah. we we are up against time guys and i yeah, like no, i, I could sit and chit chat with you guys forever great conversation so um i guess and this is a polluted question like this is a a uh, convoluted question i guess um the your thoughts on the current current version of the state dave matthews man yeah um uh, <laughs> They're stronger now than I've seen them in the past. I, I, you know, when I seen them in 2010, uh, you know, after Leroy passed and they and they added Jeff, blah blah blah, uh, Rashawn, uh, and then I seen them uh, struggle through a few months after Boyd uh, was dismissed from the band, and and I was worried because I, I I seen them in Minnesota and I was like, this isn't the same sound that I'm used to. But like, how do we how do we recover? They will always recover. This is a professional band. Yeah, it is. They, they are a professional band. They will always make adjustments to uh, mishaps or whatever may have it. May have it. This band is stronger now, in my opinion, than I've seen them in the in the past few years. And I'm glad to be a part of it. Dave is stronger. They are taking care of their bodies. They understand that it means something now. Not, that, not to say that they didn't think it meant something now in the past, but they're getting older and they realize that we're good. We want to live as long as we can. Uh-huh. We want to do what we can do as long uh-huh. as we can. Yeah. And it shows, and I'm glad to be a part of it. And I, I, I'll, and I'm just going to chime off of that. I mean, I used to look at Dave. I used to look at Dave, and I look at Dave a year ago or two years ago, and I look at him, we love us girls love watching Dave sweat. We love watching <laughs> Dave like wrench and sweat, shit like that. Some of the boys but, do too. Just, just <laughs> shake Dave, a little. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave is in. Dave's probably in the best shape of his life. No matter whether it's because of the band, because of what he feels like in his own life. But honestly, I look at it as he is wanting the band to proceed. He wants to be. He wants to be around. He wants to be here for the long haul. And I think I think that is I think that's sexy as fuck, yeah. to be honest, in my yeah. opinion. Like and I'm not one of those girls that's like, oh my god, Dave's blah, blah, blah. but honestly, like Dave is in the best shape. He's getting to be and is striving to be in the best shape of his life. And it's encouraging. Yeah. It's encouraging to us that are older and again, I'm eight years older than Hines. So yeah. it's encouraging it to us that are older 
to get to get our shit yeah. get our shit together. And just la- and and one last word. I think it's encouraging to most of us DMB fans that they continue to strive to get better day in and day out. Yeah. Whether it be the gym or eating healthier right? or whatever it may be, Dave, you know, it, with his voice lessons or whatever it may be, dude, this band wants to be and understands that they can be the best band, band on the, on planet, the planet, period. <laughs> and I don't think that they've seen that six years ago. Yeah, I, I agree. I, they're right. seeing it now. Yeah, they are. Um, so I'm going to throw a curveball question at you and I, I, we are so up against, so friends, please bear with us. We are, we are going to go long the show just so you know. Okay. Uh, and that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. And, okay. and, and please hang out with us for a minute. Um, oh, for sure. yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I guess, uh, like I don't like, I, I always like to prep people with questions and all this stuff And this, this question just kind of popped up. Uh, last minute and um and and i wanted to get your perspective on it uh your guys perspective i guess real quick um the hierarchy because i guess me personally i don't believe that heinz as you you've said multiple times that i didn't start listening to this band until 2010 I don't know that I care. I don't know that I, you're here with us now and you're part of this thing. Like, it doesn't matter that I started in 1995. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we're all doing this thing. This, this, we're doing this now. Like we're all in this together, but there is a level of hierarchy when it comes to DMB fandom. And I feel like it's gross and I don't like it. And I want it to, change what do i gotta do what do i gotta do to 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 to, to get the people that are out into the world <laughs> richard wants to raise her hand and say words you do you you do you yes always and forever yes you there do you. yeah there's gonna be people who pass some kind of arbitrary judgment you know what does it even mean that they think that you're not as good because you didn't go to as many shows, or you're not as good because you've only been. I don't care gold. if you've been to five. I don't right, care if you've right, been to a hundred right. and five. That, that's right. what I mean. Is those those people who are passing that judgment? Who cares? Don't like they care. They're doing them. That doesn't mean that you have to listen to them or like it. You okay. can walk the other way and ignore it. Yeah. What say you, Heinz? Yeah, it's almost like. Uh, the the early fans of the '90s, and this is, I, and and I say this with the utmost respect, you guys. It's almost like the early fans of the '90s, like, still believe that that is the band that exists today, or that is, or what they seen in '92 in Austin, Texas, was the greatest show they've ever seen, or okay. what they seen in '90. You know what I mean? Like, and I understand that. I I really do understand that, you guys. I, I don't know. That. Did they not there. go on tour in 2019? Because that fucking Deer Creek show that I watched was amazing. You know? I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if they, like, honestly, it's almost, I, I feel this a lot, you know, and, and I, I love, you know, you guys seem like normal DMB fans to us. And I'm not here to bash DMB fans, or I'm not here to put, a, but I almost feel like, it's almost a notch in the belt for some. And, and I don't know if that makes sense, but it's almost like a notch in the belt 
or a notch on the song or, or blah, blah, blah. And that's not why we're here. And that's not why I would ever follow this band for a notch on my belt. Are there songs that I are missing in my catalog, so to speak? Absolutely. Would I love to hear Crazy Easy? Sure. Would I love to hear Hello Again? Absolutely. Did I cry uh, when, when they played If I Had It All? And I've always been at Noblesville for the last 10 years, and I missed If I Had It All, and I've never heard If I Had It All. Did I cry? Yeah, I cried like a little baby. And it wasn't because a notch on my belt, man. It was because I love that fucking song. You yeah. know, I you know, I love this. I love that song. I think there's a lot of this hierarchy thing. Like, I was there. I, I seen this. I get that. I mean, I, I get that point, you guys. I honestly do. I have seen some cool things in my life. I've seen some cool shit from DMB. I've seen some cool shit outside of DMB. But I think that, like, like there's almost this, like, grandfathered in thing. Like, if you were in the 90s and you were still a part of it, like, like, like then we have to bow down to you. And Stop. honestly, you That's guys, gross. it's almost... It's almost the worst kind of fan. It is. Honestly. It is the worst type of fan. It's not the person that I am. It is not the it's person. Not me. Yeah, it's not the person that I want to be, and it's not the person that I hang out with. So who's the guy? Who's the, there? Has to be one guy out there, two guys out there that are doing this and saying this stuff because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make, I, I just don't care. I don't care if you've been the five, one, five, 25, 105. It does not matter. It just doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter, Dave. It really doesn't matter. And the thing is, is that, is it gross to a certain extent? Sure. I think that what, what makes me upset about this is that they still feel like that this band is the same 98 band that they are in 2000. We know for a fact. It's not. This it is can't not be. the same band. It can't this be. This is not the same band. It just can't they, be. It just isn't. And the thing is, is that, you know, I never saw Leroy. I would have loved to see Leroy, dude. I just didn't make it before Leroy. But did they move on? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they moved on. It's a different sound. I get that. But um, Dave, think of Leroy in 2019. Do we have the same sound? No. Probably not. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, He was sexy. He was jazzy. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. We just don't know because he's just not there. And to ask or wish to say that, oh, this is um, whatever it is, it's different now. And that's okay that it's different. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. (laughs) I'm just saying it right now. The greatest thing, it's okay. It's okay that Tim joined the band. It's okay that Sean and and Jeff joined the band. It's okay that Buddy is now he's not a replacement for Boyd. No, he's he not. didn't it's replace Boyd. Yeah, he's and just it, an enhancement of the band. And it's you know? okay. 
It's okay. Dude, they're still really good, you guys. Still, and that's how good they are because they, we can do this shit. Let me, let me tell you a great story before we leave here. Jen went to her first time show uh, this Alpine. year at Alpine. And, you know, I had been to 44 shows. And, and, you know, I was so super excited to bring and you know, we're in the Colorado area. So we flew in uh, to Alpine and I'll never forget this, man. I'll never forget this. We had mm-hmm. a great day in the lawn. We were you know, mingling with people. We were probably 16, 17 songs in and Jen <laughs> oh, maybe a newbie. had no clue how far we were into it. I love Dave. Yeah. She was just so enthralled with what was happening. I'll never forget this. She looked at me and she said, we're only like eight songs in, right, Heinz? And I said, no. I said, we're like 18 songs into it. And she looked at me like that kid you tell at the pool, like the pool's closing in like 30 minutes. minutes. Like yeah. just like pure terror. Like she was, and I felt so bad. I felt so bad telling her that it was song 17. It was like, it was like the song that Jane's like, which is usually like 17, 14, yeah. somewhere around there. And she still thought it was song eight. And I, re- I remember thinking back to my first show, just, Wanting it to never end. No, like, I just I didn't want it to, to end. Play, I wanted to play every single song. He looks at me, I'm like, so this is song seven or eight. Because I know what I know how big of a set get list geek he is, but he appreciates everything. And I'm like, so this is song seven or eight. And he's like, No, babe, it's 17. I'm like, What? And she looked like, at me like she just oh. lost her puppy dog, and I felt so bad. I was like, Yeah, welcome to Dave Matthews, man. Yeah. Welcome to Dave Matthews awful. band. Just when you think like, it's damn it. As fun as it is to start, you never want to leave. Yeah. No. Uh, but anyway, so, you guys, thank so you so Hines, much. For yeah, us. no problem. Heinz, like you got the hindsight. You got the hindsight, right? Yeah. So tell the future. Heinz, oh, so always tell the tell, tell the I future am. to the rest of the DMB world. Uh, I know you said something to me about it earlier um, about the what the future may hold for the Dave Matthews band, and I, I see. I agree actually with what you're saying. That you know there is there is something to be said about the age and and what they're doing or whatever. And um, Heinz brought it up to me, so I want you to say it. I want you to predict your thing because I want you to like this is yours, you know. Yeah, yeah in 2011 uh, they did the DMB Caravan, uh, which was uh, it was new to us all. It, it was new to us all, you guys. Uh, but what I experienced. Uh, throughout the DMB Caravan was something of, of pure greatness, you guys. And, and and for all you set list freaks and for all you DMB freaks, for all you outside of uh, – dude, what I seen happen in 2011, I would love to see again. And what I mean by that is is that they took well, – I, I can't remember quite how many, but I think they took four venues uh, – Chicago Caravan, which was called the South Side, which I went to, uh, the the Gorge Caravan, which I went to, uh, and I think there was Bader City, if I'm not mistaken, it's like I, Atlantic City or yeah, there or was Bader one in City. New York. I felt like it was in New York, Jersey type area. Yeah, yeah. and I think one got one got rained out or hurricane. Yeah, that out, was right? the uh, New York one. Because there was a hurricane, yeah, that came in like two days before, day before yeah. the show, yeah. It, 
what really pleased me during this time is that we seen the ultimate set list because there was three days. So uh, obviously we seen Dave three days, but what we seen was pure greatness for three days and then a break. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen pure greatness again for three days and then a break. And then we've seen pure greatness again for three days. Now, this band is getting older, you guys. We can't ask them to keep up the pace they're doing now, right? Yeah. I mean, we just we, – we, we can't. I mean, even though they think they can and they probably can, at some point there has to be these little rest periods – and I would love to see the caravan come back. I would love to sing a, see a four to six venue tour where they just give it their all. And, yeah. and the set list, what? And it doesn't really matter about the set list. But what I seen with other bands, I seen Flaming Lips, Ray Lamonte, Brandy Carlisle, Humphreys McGee, Bass Nectar. You name it. We seen up and coming acts. Gary Clark Jr. I mean, we seen the best of the best during this festival, you guys. It was special to me. I would love to see it again. I, I, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I would love to see it again. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. I missed it. I took a break that year when they took a break. I took a break, and I'm disappointed because I agreed that the 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 show that was in the New York area, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. Was it Randall's the, Island? Yeah, Randall's Island. There you go. And um, I was going to go to that show, and I didn't because I didn't have. Quite frankly, I didn't have anybody to go with me. That was the year the leaf was born. Yeah. Yeah. I, I took it off. <laughs> that was year our kid was born. So, so um, yeah, I agree. Happened. So before we go, guys, one last one last thing. Um, how how how's life? Uh, like anything new happening, or like what you know? Um, any th- any cool shows you guys going to see? Any any cool bands? Like just uh, no, actually, uh, you know, you guys uh, different different to us. We you know we're big Bass Nectar fans. We're we're EDM slash uh dubstep yep. and uh we you know we often compare bass nectar and i'm sure the most of you guys as listeners like who the hell is bass nectar but we consider uh lauren who is the main dj for bass nectar uh, almost like dave like like they do it best of the, what they it's do. the best of the best yeah it, it's the best do. of the best you guys uh, but no, we're just saving for the gorge. Uh, we're gonna be at the gorge twenty twenty. And just FYI, I'm actually a butt tender. Oh, she's a butt tender. She goes, let's go throw it out. I'm actually a butt. I'm a butt tender here in Colorado. Uh, this one, I I just got a job. Uh, I've been been with it for about a couple weeks. Yeah, actually, nice. so. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here slinging weed in Colorado. So <laughs> if you guys come to Colorado, uh, okay, yeah, yeah fair enough. Up. No, I'm, not gonna, no. I'm not gonna tell my I'm not gonna tell my uh, company right now. But <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, I get it. But that's how that's the no. best. That's where we're at. Yeah. That's where we're at. Hey, Dave and Rachel, honestly, thank you so much for having us. Uh, Again, we are gearing up for just next year's Dave. Uh, She's never been to Noblesville. I would love to take her to Noblesville. We're going to the Gorge next year. Okay. Uh, We're just gearing up for Dave again. I mean, that's, it's called the Dave depression. Like we're in it. Yeah. We're in it. We're in in the Dave depression. We just want to talk about Dave. We want to hear about Dave. 
and we're just excited to get back to it. Thank you guys so much for having us. Hein thank you guys for doing this. Uh, Anything you guys want to plug before we go? Um, Accounts, I know you're at, Jen, you're at at Livid Princess, right? On Twitter? Yes. Yeah, please follow her. No, I would like to, no, actually, you know, I'm going to plug one account real quick. At Concert Vids 34, man. I tell this guy, Marcus me and him are awesome. yeah. 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 You know, me and Marcus. Me, Marcus me has been on the show a couple no, times. I'm going to plug him real quick. I'm going to plug him real quick because that guy, he, he's a good guy, man. Me, we butted heads in the past. But, man, at, at the end of the day, he he's a good shit. guy. He knows his shit. He, he I like to plug that guy real up, quick. I know you didn't sure. see that coming, but thank you guys <laughs> so much. Yeah, thank you, friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. I know we went a little bit long today, but like yeah. I'm super ha- happy. Yeah, I was grateful. I'm so grateful that you guys hung out with us. It was it was a fun show. Like we had fun. We had uh, a lot of cool DMB yeah. talk. So we're uh, thank you to Heinz and Jen for hanging out with us. Uh, um, again, thank you so much. Um, please, uh, friends, uh, friends tell friends, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you're uh, if you're listening to us right now, we consider you a friend and we want to be friends with your friends. So please tell a friend um, it, there's nothing that helps us grow our audience more than uh, friends tell friends. And um, if you're listening to us for the first time, um, we want to say one, thank you so much for listening to us. And two, try three. There's three episodes in there. Find a find a funny title, uh, something you think funny, and listen to it. I think by the third time, I think we'll get it right for you, right? Hopefully. Hopefully we will. <laughs> give us three times. Give us a, so try three of them. Um, I like to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you to Team Sound and Team Tech and Team Music uh, for doing all the things that you do so we can do the things that we do. And thank you to Heinz and Jen again. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. Honestly, we appreciate it. It's it's been fun. You said campfire talking. I I think that's what we've done, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you to R. Thank you, D. For a beautiful week. You're so tired right yeah. now. You're so tired. <laughs> so past my bedtime. Yeah, we love all our friends. And that means you. And we hope you enjoy our podcast too. Don't believe anything we say. We're all bullshit today. Because we'll do us. And you do you. We love you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>